Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned here tonight. We stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Baker takes the snap. Rolls right. Throws down the middle. And Joku's got it. 'm ladies and gentlemen to another episode of the dog pound nation podcast this is Jason Gabosical here with Mike Winkler yet again uh, and obviously we're gonna talk about the game that the Browns had this past week against the Ravens well yes it was a loss for the Browns which would have all but secured a playoff spot for them I cannot stress this enough that this game proved to me, I don't know about you, but this proved to me that the Browns are here. The Browns that the mm-hmm. that the Cleveland fan base has been needing for years is here. Um, yeah, I think the Browns have officially arrived. Uh, between this week's game and the Tennessee Titans game, the Browns are doing everything right to show that they are ready to compete with the big dogs. And uh, Baker Mayfield this, has proved a lot. This game, this game showed more heart in the Browns team than I have seen, like you said, in a long time. Yeah. If we compare last week to this week, um, I mean, the Browns showed, you know, gusto and, and, and strength against the Titans, but in this game, they were down 14 coming into the fourth quarter and they just showed heart and they came roaring back. And if it wasn't for the defense, giving up some choice, not so good plays, the Browns would have won this game. Oh, easily. But a, when you have the national media after this game saying that the Browns are a team that can really be feared come playoff time, mm-hmm. then you know you finally started arriving. Well, I was talking and it's you. about damn time. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's when, you, when you have Stephen A. Smith coming around and saying that he thinks the only team that can compete with this Kansas City Chiefs is the Cleveland Browns, you know you're doing something right. I, yeah, that 
low life uh, hack of a fucking sportscaster. <laughs> it is actually saying uh, the Browns are a team to look out for. It it's a miracle. It, it it is, and and most of the national media is having a lot of the same opinions with with the Browns, and especially for Baker Mayfield, who has just played two fantastic games, and he is showing that I think he definitely is the Browns franchise quarterback going forward. I what is this? He threw an interception this week, but this is the first interception he's thrown in what six games? I think it was something like that. Yeah. So can you really fault him for this? He had another two touchdowns this week. His total interceptions for the year is what eight now? Yeah, it was eight. Was, yeah, you're right. Because I remember last week we were checking and it was seven. Mm-hmm. So he's only thrown eight picks this entire season compared to how many touchdowns now? I'd have to check. Um, give me just a second here. It looks to me right now Baker Mayfield for the season is 23 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So out of 30, out of uh, the stats on that, he's thrown almost three times as many touchdowns as he has picks this season. Compared to this point last season, he had thrown what uh, even 50 50 ratio of uh, touchdowns to picks. Uh, yeah, it was about about that because he was pretty much even with that. <laughs> um, I'm looking and even his first year, like he had thrown a decent amount of interceptions along with the touchdowns that he had mm-hmm. look at what he's done this year he hasn't been as effective as he was like as effective as he was as beget like his first season the beginning half the year but these last few weeks you're seeing him develop more and more into that quarterback that we needed well, he's stepping up. He's he's no longer the the just the game manager. He he stepped up in this game when the Browns were down 14 in the fourth quarter and drove them down the field twice. And he did it with no no um failure at all. I mean, the only mistake he made in this game of course was the one interception that led to a Ravens touchdown. Okay, but you know what? You take that away from him, it was a near perfect game. Yeah. I mean, when you go 28 of 47 for 343 yards and two touchdowns, as well as the one pick, I'd say that's a decent day. I'd say, yeah, most definitely. That's that's definitely a decent day. In fact, I'm going to bring up the stat lines here now. So here we go. Lamar Jackson's stats are not impressive if you look at his actual passing stats. Oh, no. I mean, he was 11 of 17 for 163 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to say it right now, and I'm going with this foolhardy. Lamar Jackson is a running back in quarterback's clothing. I have refused to consider him a quarterback because he's run first, and when he does throw the ball, he doesn't throw the most perfect or most beautiful balls. Sometimes he's also very inaccurate. And let these stats show that he's just not a quarterback. He is a running back, plain and simple. Yeah, he is very much more of a running back than he is a quarterback. But he's obviously the last couple of years, he's shown that he has the skills to be an elite quarterback as well. It's just he wins. He's really tapered off this second half of the season, really, Mm -hmm. to where it's almost like, he he's regressed back into being just a pure running back. 
Yeah, um, it seemed like at the beginning of the season he was trying to develop his passing game, and it just seems as though that he's just not that, and he's going he's going to his go-to to get the Ravens to the playoffs. And this is why I don't think the Ravens will be a Super Bowl team, because when they start playing the really, really dangerous good teams, it's not going to be enough to carry them. No, God, no. And it showed last year against the Titans in the playoffs when they got it booted in the first round. It just didn't work. And it's just like the Steelers, how they are now, they've now lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, obviously the first loss was against Washington, which that was a surprise to just about everybody. Yeah, tell me about it. But the fact that they've lost to a very good team in the Bills this week, they've got the Colts coming up after the Cincinnati game this week. That's going to be another very tough game for them. Absolutely. And I, like I told you before, I wouldn't be surprised since Andy gives him a fight on Monday night. So I, this le- makes you have to wonder where the Steelers going to go come playoff time. Cause they've officially clinched with Miami losing this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where does that put them in the playoff picture though? Do you think they're going to go anywhere past like anywhere in the playoffs or do you think they're going to be in uh first round out? Well, if they, stick to the number two seed, which as of right now, it's looking like that's going to happen according to this, because the Chiefs now have it by a game. They would play the Dolphins in the first round as of right now. You know, the Dolphins are one of those teams right now where they're a little scary, and I could see them upsetting the Steelers in the first round very simply. Yeah. Um, even even if they manage to play the Colts or the Browns, I think the Dolphins, Colts, and the Browns could all beat them in the first round. Well, we're going to have to wait and see what happens in the season finale for us against the Steelers uh, week 17, just to see to see if we're going to get a preview of that. That's a big question because we don't know right now if we're going to see the Steelers backups or not. I mean, we don't even know at this point that if the Browns win against the Giants and the Jets and the Browns clinch and have really nowhere else to go in the standings, the Browns may even set their starters for that game. Who knows? Yeah, you never know what's going to happen at that point. So that's going to be a good question, and we'll know that in a couple weeks. Exactly. Uh, all right. Go back to the stat line here. So for the Browns, obviously we talked about Mayfield had 343 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry yet again with another passing play this week. Well, Landry, I mean, here we are yet again. I mean, he has thrown how many balls this year already? And they've been. Uh, I know it hasn't been a lot, but obviously, but it's more there. He's getting in a pass or two every game. Yeah, I think he's had four or five, and I think all of them have been completions, too. Uh, he's the perfect quarterback. It's a, hey, if you ever need a fourth string or a third string guy, that, that, that can be your guy. Exactly. There you go. I'll take but it. Anyway, let's go into the running attack here. Uh, Chubb leading our team, 17 carries for 82 yards and two touchdowns. Well, Chubb didn't reach 100 this game, but I'm okay with that because I think he did just enough to prove that he was a threat on the field. It just, just turned out that, again, it wasn't the offense that caused this loss. No, it really wasn't. This was purely defense in this case. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kareem Hunt, six carries for 33 yards and another touchdown. Well, you look at this category here. Even if you had Mayfields right here. 
I mean, four rushing touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what more can you ask for with Bayfield's two touchdown passes, six touchdowns on offense that should win you a ball game. Yeah, no, that definitely should be winning you ball games, but it was our defense just not being able to stop a Lamar Jackson running game. 124 yards. This yeah, is when you go, when you have game. only nine carries at that for 124 yards and two touchdowns, that says something there. Well, yeah, and this is the one I have a problem with right here. 44 is his longest run. Yeah. I have a huge problem with that. You're not the only one. I think that was a 44-yard touchdown run, was it not? Uh, I don't know for sure. Awful. Mm, that, that, if, if, if I walk out of this game feeling very frustrated, I saw uh, bad tackling. Um, even when, when Lamar threw a few passes, I, I didn't even think the defensive coverage on some of the passes on the passing was even that good because he, they got lucky on some things because some of his receivers were actually dropping balls. Overall, the defense just flat out did not play good. And I have to ask this one question. Where was Miles Garrett in this game? That's what I was curious about, too, is where was he? Mm-hmm. And I know that he, what, he had an injury scare uh, somewhere in the game as well this week? Yeah. I mean, I think he did. He came out for a little bit. I mean, look, at he only had one tackle and two assisted and no sacks. Yeah. I mean, you can't really do much with that. I mean, it seemed like he wasn't getting the defensive pressure that we're used to seeing from him. Um, I'm not really sure what was happening. Was he just well covered? I have to go back and watch the game to see if he was double covered a lot, but it just seemed like his, his impact here was non-existent. Which, I mean, it he had an off game. It happens. Then. It happens. He's allowed. He, he's usually yeah. on every game. So I'll, I'll, I, I'd forgive him for that because other than that, he was pretty flawless. Oh, God, yeah. But let's go into the receiving tack here. Kareem Hunt leading the charge, six receptions for 77 yards and a TD. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has been an impressive name I've been seeing on the receiving game lately. What about you? I agree. I mean, he's up to 10 receptions, 238 yards with two touchdowns. I mean, for a guy who hasn't been in a whole lot, that's pretty impressive. Well, he's been in a lot, but it's only been really on special teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's done a good and- job there, too. And we're seeing a lot more of him being utilized in the receiving game for Mayfield as another target, and he's been doing really well. And the Browns are continuing to prove that they very well might not need Odell Beckham in their future. It'll be nice to have him, though, as well. We'll have to wait and see what uh, Andrew Barry and the rest of the organization decide to do with Beckham after this season. I just think the evaluation on Odell is going to basically be this. I just think that the Baker cannot be forcing the ball to him. I mean, he's just got to be a part of the puzzle. And if he can't handle that, then he needs to be shown the door. Yeah. But anyway, going down the list here, Rashard Higgins is another consistent name. We've been seeing a lot of lately. 68 yards. Not bad six, at all. six carry six receptions for 68 yards and another TD. Where's Landry the right end? there with him for six receptions for 52 yards. Rashard Higgins. I'm looking right at there. He's at, 468 with 31 uh, receptions, four touchdown catches this year. Very, very impressive. Considering that beginning of the year, we really didn't see him until um, Odell got hurt. Yeah. And then pull up the stats for Landry as well. 128. I mean, he Higgins has got more touchdown catches than Landry does right now. 
Yeah, well, Landry, what, got his first touchdown catch in, t- in Tennessee last week? Uh, no, it wasn't Tennessee last week. It oh, was no, the uh, week before. Jacksonville. Yeah. That's right. Najoku. Actually did something for us, which I was surprised. His stats on the year. Three receptions for 45 yards. 12 for 152 on the year. Yeah, I mean, he's got two touchdowns, but Najoku has been one of those guys that's just, he's been out there, but I don't know what to think of him right now. Honestly, I think if we make any move, it's going to be to trade Najoku. Yeah. Because um, of the fact we have Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant emerging as another good tight end. mm -hmm. I think we'd be able to afford trading away Njoku, getting at least some picks for him. Yeah, I think we're coming to that point with either picks or some defensive playmakers. I just think that he's kind of maybe run his course here. Which sucks because I like Njoku, but especially with him being as tall as he is of a uh, tight end Mm -hmm. and being able to make the plays he can, we just don't need the drama here in Cleveland. No, unfortunately not. That's That's the last thing this team needs when things are clicking in all places. Yeah. I want to go back up to Nick Chubb's stats on the year here. Um, he is now at 881 yards, so he could he could get to 1,000 this week against so the Giants. He needs 119 yards, so yeah, he could very easily hit that mark to this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Kareem Hunt? Uh, he is at 772, so maybe so he can that's... also potentially hit it by the end of the season. Yeah, I think he'll get it, uh, possibly against the Jets, but more than likely against the Steelers. That's what I'm thinking as well, but we're in a good spot where we could have both running backs hitting a thousand yards by the end of this season. So quite impressive, and I and I gotta say that's Lisa. That's the first time that's happened since uh, was it the '60s? Uh, for a running back duo, I don't remember. Mm, I don't I think, think it was in the while. '80s. We'll but, take. Going, before we go into the defensive side of the ball, which we skimmed over a little bit here, uh, looking down the Ravens' stats real quick, I, their passing game was just atrocious. They had no passing game. Well, Lamar Jackson, I mean, look at the stats on the year. I mean, 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I mean, he's thrown for 2,200 yards, which seems very hard to believe, but his completion rate 63%. I mean, where is Mayfield at for that, though? He's probably not doing a whole lot better percent. Uh, completion wise a little bit lower but he's got 500 more passing yards and they got the same amount of interceptions just about and well i mean mayfield's got him in the touchdown category um yeah mayfield's rating is what a 96.6 whereas lamar is a 95.1 so right now mayfield is showing he has a slightly better actual like quarterback right than lamar is but look at this, though. 793 yards rushing. Then, I mean, I, I understand. I understand a lot of what the NFL now is nowadays. It's where they want a quarterback that can rush just as much as they can throw. Right. But that's the thing, though, that can rush as much as they throw. And which he can't do. Uh, he can't. And. That it's, I, I 
don't understand why they're paying him as much as they are to be a glorified running back, essentially. Overpaid. I mean, I guess he wins them games, but they need to realize he's not going to get them to the Super Bowl or win a Super Bowl because his way doesn't work as you get to the elite teams because the elite teams figure no, you out. Okay. I mean, the way that he played, uh, not last year, but the year before, mm-hmm. uh, was the out against um, Tennessee, I think. It was Tennessee last year, and then the year before. Oh, it was Tennessee last year. Uh, San Diego? No. No, it was San Diego. You're right. It was, it was San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the game he played against San Diego that year, oh. he had a grand total of what, like 30 yards passing? Yeah, at halftime. It was, at halftime, he had like, you know what? I'm almost compelled to bring that game up. I'm going to see if I can bring that game up. Uh, Ravens, Chargers. Playoff game stats. I'd be really, really interested to see how that went. Uh, January 6, 2019. Wow. Okay. So Lamar Jackson here, I'll bring this up for you. Um, Okay. He finished with 194 yards. But. Yeah, I. He could not get the ball thrown at all no. that game prior to the fourth quarter. No, I mean, he was all over the place. And he had like 30 yards passing at halftime. And I think the only reason why he finished with 194 is because at the end of the game, the Chargers kind of laid off on defense. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just a good example. And in Tennessee is a lot of the same thing. But this is the thing that gets me and that kills me here about our defense is that one of the things we were doing really well on mm-hmm. was our rush defense beginning of the season. Yep. What the ever-loving fuck has happened to us over this last back half of the season where we've just gone and shit the bed to these teams where they can go ahead and just run all over us? I don't know because, I mean, we stopped Tennessee pretty well last week, but Jacksonville ran a lot on us, and Jacksonville's not necessarily the most strongest running team. Jacksonville ran all over us. The Raiders ran the fuck all over us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Uh, Baltimore just ran all over us this game. Mm-hmm. Too many games. Too many games with too many run run performances that have been way too high. Uh, it's getting really bad here. Uh, we need to. That's one of the things they really need to take a look at uh, coming up here this offseason. Because if they keep this up, come playoff time, they're going to be in some very very big trouble. Mm-hmm. They're not going to beat a team like the Chiefs with the, with the way their defense is going right now. No, not at all. Mm-mm. So they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out quickly if they want to compete. No, if it came down to the Chiefs against the Browns, where even if Steven, even if we somehow managed to convince Satan, Hitler, or whatever the hell you want to call him himself, Stephen A. Smith, Hail that, Stephen A. That he that the Browns would be the only team that could potentially give the Chiefs a run for their money in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you pit them right now against each other, I'm predicting that the Chiefs are going to absolutely blow the Browns out of the water because of how porous and how bad our defense is. Yeah, because the offense is not going to be able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you can't win a game. Like I mean, that. our our offense our offense is doing a hell of a lot lately, and I love seeing that. Mm-hmm. We got an offense that can probably consistently put up 30 point games now, at least with ease. But what are you going to do when you have a quarterback, a, t- a complete quarterback in Mahomes that 
with a complete team in the Chiefs, really, for the most part, when it comes to their offense, mm-hmm. that are going to look at that 30 points and be like, oh, well, you're right. We'll get that in the back half. Don't worry. Yeah, there's a lot of problems. It's just too many problems. Because look at the game that the Chiefs had this week. Who did they play? It played Miami. They played Miami. Miami had them dead to rights for a good portion of this game. It was the second half of the game where where Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense just kind of went, all right, it's time for us to actually start playing a real game for once. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Miami really had them beat. It wasn't until the very end where Kansas City kind of just – I mean, because, I don't know that. But. Well, going into this game, going into that game, uh-huh. Mahomes had only thrown two interceptions the entire year. He threw two or three. Who, Mahomes two, threw two interceptions in the first quarter. Yeah, they were messy interceptions too. So – and the fact that he got sacked for 30 yards, uh-huh. which set an NFL record for the longest sack in NFL history. That was embarrassing. And they still come out and shit on Miami. Uh-huh. Yeah. What does that tell – they bounce back from stupid shit like that to a game against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. If they can bounce back from that, just imagine what the hell they're going to do to us if we don't clean up our act on defense. Well, they got three games to figure it out, and I think the best two games to figure it out is the Giants and the Jets, two teams that are inferior to them. That's a good time to figure out your defensive struggles. It really is, and we're going to need to – We're we need to beat the Giants this week if we're going to see playoffs. Yeah, I and mean, then if I go to the playoff picture here as of right now, I mean, here here's the problem I'm having because with Baltimore winning, they're only a game behind us, and they own the tiebreaker. We own the tiebreaker against the Colts, thank God. Um, and then Miami, I don't know who owns that tiebreaker. Um, so if the Browns drop this game, we could have we could have a four way tie for the five seed at nine and five and the Browns would drop down to the six or seven seed if they'd lose. Which we don't want that. We want as high of a seed as we can. Mm-hmm. Cause we want that game against the Titans. We want that game against the Colts. We want that game against one of the lower seeded division winners that we've mm-hmm. beaten already. Well, yeah, and the thing of it is, too, if you lose to the Giants on Sunday, that means you're going to probably have to beat the Steelers on the last week of the season. And I don't want to have that game be be a game we have to win in order to get in the playoffs. I agree. So Sunday's game is very important. doesn't put the Browns out of it, but it's going to make things very complicated for them if they don't beat the team that they should this week. I agree. We need to step up on on defense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, so going into the team stats here real quick, uh, we had them on total yards, too. We had them by over 100 yards in total yardage, uh, 493 to 385. Yeah, I mean, we really demolished them in that category. Oh, we definitely had them on passing, too. I mean, 355 to 154. Not surprising there. They absolutely shit on us on rushing, though. All and that's where the biggest issue our, we're having is right now. 231 to 138. Well, the Browns even gave up 53 and 49 to Dobbins and Edwards, which that's kind of almost uncalled for as well. Oh, 53, I can 
deal with. 40-something I can deal with. When you're giving up 120-plus yards to the quarterback, yeah, that's what I have an issue yeah. with. I can handle the 53 and 49 from the two running backs, but when you're adding in Lamar Jackson's 124, it all just looks bad. Uh, exactly. I mean, look at this here, too. Like We led in total first downs, 33 to 25. We mm-hmm. led in total plays, 76 to 57. They, uh, what was it? The Ravens got, or Lamar got sacked four times. That was impressive. Whereas we didn't have any sacks at all. They had to punt the ball four times compared to us only punting it twice. Now that's an impressive stat. I don't only, we Barely had more penalty yards than them. We had the same amount of penalties this game, and we both both teams had eight, but they had sixty nine compared to seventy five. So I, penalty count cleaned up. We had the lone interception, which that was Mayfield's first interception uh, in the last few games. So I cannot bitch okay. about that as much. No, and I'm not going to point the finger at him because of why we lost. It, it hands down, it's the defense. There, there's just no way to work around it. The thing that gets me too is the fact we held the ball longer this game than the Ravens did. Oh, like they scored fast. 31 to fit 5157 compared to 2803 in time of possession. Mm-hmm. It was just the fact that when you let the Ravens open up for big plays in the running game like they did, mm-hmm. that's you're gonna end up having a problem every time. Yeah. I don't know. The so, defense is just a big question mark right now. They're really going to have to work on that these next couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. which leads us into this game on Sunday against the Giants, which got moved to another primetime game. Yeah, I was, I I mean, I don't want to say I was surprised about it. I think I was more surprised about it uh, because we were playing the Giants and if the Giants wouldn't have been in their own divisional hunt with their absurd five and eight record, this game wouldn't have gotten moved. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about this because the Browns right now deserve to be in prime time. They should be in prime Oh, time. I agree. And I think Monday night proved that, that the Browns should be that team that's seen. It's for so many years, we've seen Dallas and New England, and Dallas hasn't deserved to be on any night game in years. Uh, and then New England, well, those days are long since over for their night games now because they're shit. Well, I wouldn't say that those games are long since over. I think that this year is just proving that Brady really was – the, the backbone of that team. Exactly. Which he means was. that Belichick is going to have to go back to the drawing board. Well, all those myths we heard about, oh, it's more than just Brady, it's Belichick and the defense. Well, this year has proved that maybe Brady was a lot to do with the success there because look at the year they're having. Yeah. So, yep, Browns in prime time where they belong. So what do you think this game is going to turn out, Mike? Let you do the prediction first. Well, I mean – I, I will say I'm I'm a little worried about this game for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Browns played their hearts out on Monday night, and there's a little bit of the concern if they're going to come into the game a little bit depleted. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that it's going to be quite the opposite effect. I think the Browns are going to um, have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder from losing Monday night so close, and I think the Browns also know that this game is very important to keeping the playoffs intact without having to be forced to win the last two games. Um, but I think the Browns are still going to take care of business, especially finding out that former Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens is now going to call the plays because of Jason Garrett having COVID. 
and Colt McCoy is now in for uh, Daniel Jones. I like their chances even more now. I hope I'm, I'm right on that. Um, I think the Browns offense is going to, is going to score a lot of points. Um, defense is concerning, but I, with, with being Colt McCoy, I, I, I like our chances there as well. And there's no Saquon Barkley, obviously. So I'm going to say the Browns are going to win this one 31 to 13. You see, I think that this game against the Ravens just put the biggest determination in the Browns to hunt for that playoff spot mm-hmm. because they proved they can hang with the big boys this game. Mm-hmm. They barely lost this one. And that what that's going to put the determination in them and put the fear of God in New, New York this week. Yeah. Um, I really can see the Browns fighting tooth and nail for that playoff spot this week, mm-hmm. not letting up one bit. They're, they may be coming into this game depleted. They're going to be going out of this game depleted. Mm-hmm. But they're also going to be putting up 42 points. Yeah, I could see it. I can see the Browns going, winning this game 42 to 25. Okay. I, I, either way, I think we're on the same page. I, I don't think this game's going to be close. Um, I, I think that maybe maybe the first quarter we might see the Giants putting up a little bit of a fight, but I think that Chubb's going to be too much for them to stop. Um, and I think that Mayfield, I think, is going to air it out on Sunday. I think he's going to be throwing some deep balls, and, and the Giants are going to get beat by those, and it's really going to start affecting them towards the second half. I think Mayfield's going to have his third 300 game in a row. Yeah, I can definitely see it because he's in a, he's a, he's in a special kind of rhythm right now where I think he is finally finding <laughs> his rhythm in this offense, and I think we are finally starting to see the number one pick that we drafted. Oh God, yeah, we're gonna see Mayfield break uh, three hundred yards to the third game in a row. I also think we're gonna have Chubb finally break the thousand yard mark this game. I think so too. I think he runs for at least one twenty five, one thirty. So this is gonna be interesting coming up this week. Because this is officially starting to become a do-or-die mode for Cleveland. Especially if they lose this game. Because if they lose this game, they are going to be in a situation where they're going to have to win both their last games. I mean, play the Jets next week. I like our chances very much in that game. But I do not want that Steelers game to be a must-win. Because if we get into that situation, I fear we're going to be in for some serious heartbreak. And I don't even want to go down that road. I don't either. So let's Mm -hmm. hope and pray that we're right on our call here. We win this game. The Browns can clinch next week against the Jets. Even if they lose to the Jets, if they win this game, they could still clinch with other teams losing. Yeah. So, um, so win this, this week. game puts us at ten and four. Then, if we win, ten and four. Yeah, and after the Jets, they should be eleven and four, and they should be able. To, let's cross our fingers that next week they can wrap this thing up and go into that Steelers game just playing for for the fun of it and resting our starters. That's yeah, what we can hope for. All right, so with that, do you have anything else to add? I think that's about it. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Dog Pound Nation. Go Browns. Go Browns. Let's go 10-4, and guys.